the, the past few weeks we've been discussing topics that uh, emanate pretty much from the Parshas HaShavua. This week, though, I wanted to discuss something that uh, comes up, uh, as we know, on Thursday is a, a secular holiday, uh, Thanksgiving. And people always ask Shilas, what, uh, what is one uh, allowed to do? Obviously, most people are all from work on Thanksgiving. But, uh, you know, turkeys are for sale and people are off and they're allowed to get together and all these type of things. So, as, uh, and the, the main Shiloh of celebrating even, uh, in any way, Thanksgiving is really a Shiloh of Chukasakim. So I want to take the opportunity to discuss that uh, Easter in the Torah. The Easter in the Torah of Chukasakim really is in Parshas Achrimais and Parshas Kedoshim. So that's over here in Ois Aleph. The Pesach says, Kemase Eretz Mitzrayim Asher Yishavtim Asu. You shouldn't do like the... Uh, People of Eretz Mitzrayim, Ukamasa Eretz Kenan, Loisasu. And you shouldn't follow in the ways of the people of Eretz Kenan, and you shouldn't follow in the ways of their customs. So it's a Pasuk in Parshas Achimos, and again it's repeated in Parshas Kedoshim, You shouldn't follow in the customs of the Goyim that I will send before you. So the first uh, shaila that really kind of is discussed by the Rishonim is who is them? You shouldn't follow in their customs. Who is uh, who is the them here? So the Sefer Yireim writes, and this is the Pashup shot in the Pasuk, is that it's only uh, two groups of people. It's Eretz Mitzrayim and Eretz Canaan. So you shouldn't follow in the ways of the Shiva Amimim that inhabited Eretz Yisrael when Klaiso came in the time of Yeshua. And you shouldn't follow in the ways of the people of Eretz Mitzrayim. But that's it. The Sefi Reim limits the Easter of Chukasakim severely that only applies to the people of Eretz Canaan and to the people of Eretz Mitzrayim. The uh, Sefer Achinuch takes a little bit more broad approach. Sefer Achinuch writes, it's not here, but the Sefer Achinuch writes it applies to all Oivdei Avodah person is an Oivdei Avodah a group is Oivdei Avodah We shouldn't follow in their ways. So the first two approaches are the Sefi Reim says it only applies, as the Pasuk implies, that it only applies to uh, the people of Eretz Mitzrayim or the people of Eretz Canaan. Sefi Hachinuch uh, understands it applies to all Oivdei Avodah Zarah, but not if it had nothing to do with Avodah Zarah. However, the Rambam, and this is the opinion that accepted by the Shulchan Aruch, the Rambam's opinion is that no, Ein Holchem Bechukos Hagoyim V'Loi Medamen Lohen has nothing to do with Oivdei Avodah Zarah. One is not allowed to follow in the Chukos of the Umas HaOlam, you're not allowed to uh, do follow their customs, not in the way of dress, not in the way that they um, groom their hair. You're not supposed to follow in the ways of their customs. It's interesting that the Rambam concludes this halacha with hakol b'inyanechet, kind of a uh, global statement that all of these isurim uh, are to one uh, point of emphasis, who we shouldn't tr- want to be similar to them, we should be separated from them, uh, identifiable with our clothing, recognizable with our actions, just like we're different than them in our way of thinking, in our uh, values, so too our customs should be different than them as well. So the Rambam understands that the first part of the statement, of the, the second part, I'm sorry, we shouldn't follow in their customs who is there. So the Sefer Yireim said it was only, as the Pasuk says, the people of Eretz Canaan, the people of Eretz Mitzrayim. The Sefer Achino says it's all of the Vodizar, but the Rambam says, no, it's all Goyim. You're not allowed to follow in the customs of the Umos Ha'ilam. Okay, and that's the way that's accepted in Shulchan There isn't that much discussion about it. What is a uh, much... M- more uh, complicated issue is what is a chayk? What is a custom? Uvachu kai sehem, we shouldn't follow in their custom. So the Torah's kaihanim 
the uh, Sifra over here <coughs> has an uh, interesting point. He says, Kemasa Eretz Mitzrayim, Kemasa Eretz Kanan, Lois Sasu, Yachol Lo Yivnu Binyanois, Lo Yutunatios. One minute, they build buildings. So we can't build buildings? They plant produce. We can't plant produce, or even more recently, we, they use telephones. So we can Alexander Graham Bell was not a Ben Tyra, neither was Thomas Edison. So can we follow in their customs and use telephones? Can we use electricity? Why isn't that a violation of So the Brysa asked this question, how can we build buildings? How can we plant Nutiyos? We shouldn't follow in their customs. It's only in customs that they uh, got from their father or, you know, from, uh, from their um, ancestors. So the way that this Taras Kohanim seems to be understood is it's coming to teach us something significant. And that is that uh, one is it's only a violation of a prohibition of if you do something that we couldn't have figured out to do on our own. Meaning if we could have figured out, let's say, once electri- not that we could have figured out electricity on our own, but once electricity is introduced, we can now all decide on our own this is something that's worthwhile and we're going to do it on our own not to blend in. Not because of social pressure. We're going to use electricity because it makes sense and it's convenient. Or to build buildings, to plant trees. Since uh, this is something we can intuit to do on our own, there's no prohibition of This is probably the basis for the Gemara in Masech the Shabbos, which has an important rule. The Gemara says there that one is if you're in a place where there's no Eruv, so you're only allowed to walk outside wearing your clothing. What about if you have a medicinal... Um, uh, something that you want to wear that has a medicinal purpose. So, says the Mishnah and Shabbos, you can go out with a certain egg, I think of a certain bird, I'm not sure what the chargol was, with a fox tooth, a nail from someone who was, uh, who was uh, Nitzlov, who was crucified, yes. If it's a medicinal practice, they thought that these had uh, medicinal properties to them, you can go out with them on Shabbos. Probably it's a psychonist and fascist. They're mayor. The Chachamim Aisim, the Chachamim say, Af Bechol, it's Aser. Mishum Darke Amari. It's an Isar of Chukasakum. And then the Gemara concludes, No, it's not Chukasakum. Abai Verova Dami Tavai, who called Dover Shiejba Mishum Rafua, anything that's a medicinal activity, Aimba Mishum Darke Amari, there's no Chukasakum. What is this? Anything? Anything that's a medicinal activity, there's no problem of Chukasakum. So in fact, there's a three-way machlokas we show him how to understand that Gemara. It's very nogei alamaisa. Rashi writes over there. I say over here. She yeshba mishum refua. She nireis refua. So it looks like medicine. Meaning, let's say you pick up some uh, medicinal activity from some, you know, uh, source somewhere. You pick up that this has medicinal properties to it. Rashi says it has to look like medicine in order not to be a problem of chukasakum. Kegon shesias kais v'tachboishes maka. Meaning, like you drink medicine, you're drinking something, you put a bandage on. But Rashi says, if it's a lachash, like an incantation, even though you're doing it for medicinal purposes, if we don't see how that looks like a rafua, then there is a problem of kukasakum. Rashi's opinion is very nogea to experimental procedures. Can, you know, do you have, is that called a rafua vis-a-vis kukasakum? Let's say there's machal sasuris in an experimental procedure. So for Rashi, you see that it has to look like medicine. If it doesn't look like medicine, so then... Um, so then it's a problem of, a uh, potential problem of Isurim, a potential problem of Chukasakum. The Rambam and Oizayin and the Marin of Uchim... That would only be if the source is Chukasakum. Uh, no. Experimental, if not... Uh, no. 
Yeah, it has to look like medicine. If we don't, it doesn't look like medicine to us. Then even though, even though it's not, obviously him. Yeah. Who's, who's the judge? Because like east meets west, and yeah, <coughs> yeah. But we don't. Most don't accept Rashi. Most follow the Rambam. But it's gonna be a problem for your your thing also. The Rambam writes in the Marin of Uchim. Most passing actually like the Rashi, which is the third opinion. We'll get to it. The Rambam writes the Hoda Amu Chazal Shekol Sheyeshba Mishum Refua Einba Mishum Darke Amori. Not surprisingly, the Rambam feels that whatever makes sense based on science, meaning we think this might work, based on Iyun Hativi, based on our knowledge of science, then it's allowed to do it. If we don't understand how it works, then you can't do it. That's a potential least of Chukasakim. You certainly can't violate Isurim in the pursuit of such a Rafua. So the Rambam asks, well, what about the, the fox tooth? What about the nail? We understand how that works. So the Rambam writes, no. That which they allowed. The nail of the person who was crucified, the fox tooth. In those days, the Rambam says, in those days they thought they had been proven in laboratory tests. Meaning the scientific method. They thought they had proved this. So this was science, not because we understand how it works, but because it's been proven in laboratory tests. So we have to, you know, clinical trials. So therefore, um, it is acceptable. Anything has been proven in trials, even though we don't understand it yet, that's progress. So, okay, but that, that's considered part of science as well. So the Rambam's opinion is, whatever we understand how it works, that's not a problem of Chukasakum. Rashi says it has to look like Rafua. The Rambam says if it, we understand how it works, or it should work, we think it might work, an experimental procedure we think might work, so then that's not a problem of Chukas Akam, and one would be allowed to violate Yisurim in pursuit of such a medical, uh, you know, course of action. The Rajba is the most liberal. The Rajba over here in Oisvav writes, no, Anything that I might think might work, no matter where I got it from. But it's a medicine, even if it's an incantation against Rashi. It doesn't have to look like medicine. Science doesn't have to understand it. Even if it's an incantation, sometimes it might work. A placebo, we know, doesn't work. A placebo is a fool. Is a but for that person, for that person might think it is. Because he, you know, that's the placebo. Now you're getting involved in psychos. Uh, I, I, that I can... Uh, I'm talking about if a, a doctor would prescribe it as something... Or any doctor thinks this ha- might work. A placebo might work because you think it works. I'm not talking about all that. <laughs> Anything. You think it might work. The Rajma says it's allowed. Why? It's a million applications. Fine. But the, if it looks like Rafua, the Rambam says it has to. We have to think. No, I understand it. Rashi says it has to look like Rafua. The Rambam says if you think it works, there's no answer of Fukasako. Why not? Why? So I believe the Rashi again is saying this kind of idea. What do we shine him? Why, if it's something is Rafua, is there no answer of Fukasako? Because I can do it on my own. I'm not following. I'm not you know following the customs of another group of people. This was introduced that it might work, and I now decide to do it on my own. I could do it on my own to do it like that. There's no Easter, just like we can build buildings and plant trees, even though the, the Umas HaElam do it as well. We're not following in their footsteps, we're not following their Minhagim. This is something that I could arrive at on my own once this um, has been introduced. So in those types of situations, there's no Easter of Chukas Akum. And we find this coming up, it's often, uh, issue is often confused. This issue keeps coming up, Lomaisa, for example. Ramesha brings it up over here, Eishches. If a person, common Shiloh, used to be common Shiloh, and now it's becoming common again, a person wants to go to work without a yarmulke. 
It was a time where this Shia wasn't asked, but now it's coming back. So you want to go to, people are afraid, they go in for a job, whenever the job market is difficult. So people are afraid, they go on a job interview, they wear a yarmulke, it'll prejudice the, uh, the, the, the um, company against them. So they are uncomfortable wearing a yarmulke. So the Gemara says in Masechtas, uh, Kiddushin, that there's a Midas Sidus, not to walk down Amos, I think Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Huna Brevi, Rabbi Yeshua, wouldn't walk four Amos without a yarmulke, because he said, Shechino Lomalam Meiroshi. The Shechino, he always wanted to remember that the Kaddish Baruch was on top of him. So he always wore a yarmulke. So to me, this Chesidus, by Brochus and by Tefillah, so that's two opinions in the Masech the Seifer, Machlekes HaTanoim, do you have to wear a yarmulke? The Roshulchanarach is Machmer, that for Tefillah and for Brochus you do, the Gra is Meiko, that that's also a Midas Chesidus, to wear a yarmulke for Brochus and for Tefillah, is also only a Midas Chesidus. Fine, Midas Chesidus. So Ramayusha says, you are, you want, you're afraid you're not going to get a job, you don't have to give up more than a fifth of your earnings for a Mitzvah Saseh, you certainly don't have to give up more than a fifth of your earnings your whole job for Amidas Chesidus. The problem is that Taz writes, even though fundamentally wearing a is only Amidas Chesidus, but now, since Umas Ha'elam don't cover their heads, Jews do cover their heads, now it's an Isav, Chukas Akum. If you're not going to cover your head, and you're doing it to blend in with the Nachrim, so that's a problem of Chukas Akum. So it just became an Isav Midday Raisa to wear a yarmulke. If not, not to wear a yarmulke. But when you say public care by the Arabs, meaning in Europe they, they didn't cover their head, but in, uh, but in all the Arab lands they do. Uh-huh. So maybe that's already... Okay, and what about in America either? I'll do you one better. Ramesha says, eyes over here, eyes has. No, it's not true. Ramesha says, in America, why don't people cover their heads? Do they not cover their heads because it's a minig not to cover their heads? Ramesha says, no. He says, it's posture. Uve frabe medina senu bizman over here, I says, It's not because of a chayk that they do it. It's because the chay nakalu Why should I wear a head covering? At a certain period of time, that was the accepted custom. But now, in our society, people, you have to give them a reason. And, you know, we're not going to do it unless you, you give us a reason to do it. So there's no reason to cover their head, so they don't cover their head. It's not the pshat. So if a Jew now doesn't cover his head, he's not blending in with a custom of the nachrim. This is something that a person could arrive at on his own. Why should you do it? So it's a, it's a chiddush to wear a head covering. So Moshe says whenever it's, uh, again, something, it's not that I'm blending in with their chayk. It's something with their uh, way of doing something. It's that this is something we all could have arrived at on our own. Why should I wear a head covering? So then again, there's no problem of chukas akum. In Saudi Arabia, it's also to wear a head covering? I don't know. It is also? Oh, I'm saying, no, I'm saying over there it's... It's Sarkhan's the fascist to wear a head covering, no? But not wear a head covering. <laughs> oh, I'm Arab. Yeah, they have a call. Yeah, yeah. go there with policy. It's Sarkhan's the fascist. It would be also to wear theirs. Yeah. Because they're doing it. That's the point. There's a similar issue with shavings. Some cipher. Ibn Ezra says on Chumash, why is it, why does the, I think in Parshish Kedoshim, in the Pasuk of Osashi says, Paz Zikanecha, you shouldn't destroy the corners of your beard. So Ben Ezra says, why is it that there's an Isa to destroy the corners of the beard to distinguish Jews from non-Jews? So some cipher was asked, <coughs> that's a drush, but I mean, it's a Pasuk in the Torah. The Ibn Ezra's suggestion is perhaps it's to distinguish Jews from non-Jews. The Jews should have beards, non-Jews shouldn't have beards. So the, some cipher was asked when uh, electric shavers or you know, shavers in general became, were becoming to become popular, was asked, is there an Isa of Chukas Akam for a Jew even to trim his beard, to shave his beard? Well, you're blending in with the, uh, with the Nachrim. So Sam Seifer has a uh, controversial chuva where he says, who says that the first person to be clean-shaven was a goy? He says he saw a picture from the Ramami Panu, a painting from the Ramami Panu, was one of the great uh, Balaya Kabole after the Riyah Kodesh, and he was clean-shaven. The Ramami Panu didn't have any facial. Others say that the painting he saw was a, it's, it's a very controversial chuva of Sam Seifer. 
can make an argument that anything you do is you're blending it with, with the non-Jews. That's exactly the point. So some cipher gets involved in a historical debate. Who is the first person to be clean-shaven? I'm saying what he really means to say is the following. He means to say, I don't need to follow in some... Once a shaver is introduced, I don't need... I'm not following in the ways of Nachrim. It's, it makes sense. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, easier to manage. It's itchy to have a beard. Maybe some people think it's unattractive. All these different things that go into having it, I don't need... I'm not blending it with the Nachrim when if a person shaves. He's doing it because it's something that he arrived at on his own. So anything that you arrive, I think that's what the Sam Cypher is saying. Who's to say it's their minig? Maybe it's our minig. It means it's something you could arrive at on your own. The final example of this is what Moshe discusses when the, um, the Jews came to America, at least in Mass, after World War II. So many uh, used to wear long coats and they wanted now to switch to short coats. So one of the first troopers that Moshe has is a person allowed to wear a short coat. So Moshe says, who's to say that wearing a short coat is their clothing? Maybe wearing a short coat is our clothing. Over here, We also wear it. And then he writes at the end, Who's to say that it's Goyesha clothing, it's Jewish clothing? What he means is not a historical debate who started wearing short coats first. What he means is you could arrive at the, it makes it easier perhaps to manage, or perhaps I think it's attractive, I think it's uh, in style. It, it, it resonates with me to wear a short coat as opposed to a long coat. That's something I could arrive at on my own, I'm not following in the chukos of the Nachrim. This is also controversial. The Rechayim writes that no, you have to have Jewish clothing. It's not, you have to have, we have to go out of our way to distinguish our clothing from that of the Nachrim. So Ramosha says that far he doesn't think you have to, you have to have Jewish clothing that's different. Moshe says it needs to blend in with them, but to have Jewish clothing, you don't have to. But uh, obviously, we know the Sefer circles feel otherwise. But the basic idea is that Chukas Akum, the first you know part, is not something that I could arrive at on my own. If I could decide to do this on my own, that blending in with the customs, I could do, intuit to do it on my own. So then there's no Easter of Chukasak. And we tried to give a number of examples of that. But, but when the designers taught some weird fashion that there's no logic other than some style, that would be Chukasak. If you're doing it, it doesn't blend it, meaning it doesn't resonate it's with you. It's the make... latest fad, uh, but there's no logic to it other than it's a fad. So we have certain style. I, it doesn't have to be a logic to it. If I decide to do it on my own, meaning it's, it, it's something yes. that, uh, let's say, why do we wear pants? Is that Chukasak? We could wear, we could wear uh, togas or whatever, whatever, I don't know. You, so, so is that Shiloh or who started wearing pants first Jews not, no it's something that's easier to manage I don't think that we do anything that's not the most easiest uh, if it would be some easier way of doing it people would probably uh, would, would adopt that the corner of the market on it yeah. yeah so the big Shiloh is the tie that's why ties even by Chesidim is a much bigger uh, issue because that makes no lot you know that, but I don't think I don't think you have to come to that if I think it's something that's attractive and I decide to do it on my own I'm not trying to blend in with a certain culture or a certain custom, I decide that that's something that I feel I want to do, so that it, it resonates with me. It's something I find attractive. So then, that's uh, that. There's no easter of chukas akum. The part of it for sure is that that's what people do. If you to wear a funny looking item of clothing because you want to do it, that that's for sure not chukas Wearing a tie, you're 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 you are doing it by blending in. You wouldn't do it if you weren't blending in. Yeah, what I'm saying is. Jews, and even when they're amongst Jews, all wear ties. So it's obviously something that they find attractive. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. If we would all be amongst Jews, we wouldn't wear ties. If we're only because of Chukas we wouldn't do it. It's obviously something that we, we, we intuited to do on our own. Anyway.
I think that's what Ramosha means, who's to say it's their clothing versus our clothing, is that something that's perhaps relevant to all of humanity together. Meaning, it's a French fries, it's not a Shiloh of Chukas Akum. Whoever introduced pizza or French fries, we could intuit to do this once it's been introduced. It's like electricity, like a telephone. So I go to and I want to wear a kilt. Okay, we'll discuss that. You want to pronounce it, we'll discuss that. Enough sheer. Anyway, but the more hairier issues are the things that you cannot intuit to do on your own. Okay, so that's where the main discussion in the Paisum of Chukas Akum comes up, are things that you couldn't have intuited to do on your own. And with regards to this, there's a contradiction between two sugis and the Gemara. The Gemara says in Mesechlis of the Zara and Daf, we'll start with Sanhedrin. The Gemara says in Mesechlis Sanhedrin and Daf and Beis and Beis that they used to have a custom that when the king's reign was over, they would burn his clothing. Sarf and Malachim. So the Gemara says, are we allowed to do that? So Sarf and Malachim, Eloi Midarke Amari. You want to burn the clothing of the king? That's fine. It's not a problem of Chukas Akum. So Gemara asks, Hey, Chisafina, but why? How do we burn the clothing of the king? You shouldn't follow in their customs. It's not something we would have intuited to do on our own, burn the clothing of the king. Since it says to burn the clothing of the king in the Torah, where is this? In Sefer Yechezkeo, they used to burn the clothing of their father. We didn't learn it from them. It's something that's in our Torah. So burning the clothing of the king is not a problem because it's something that's in our Torah. However, the Gemara says in Mesechlis of Zara, the same halacha, you want to burn the clothing of the king and it's not a problem of Chukas Akim. The Gemara says a different reason. The Gemara says, Anan hechi sarfinan, uva chukasem loisileichu, you shouldn't follow their customs. No, so the Gemara says, because we understand it. This is not a chayk. It's logical, it's reasonable. What is the reason? That the king wore these clothing, no one else should wear these clothing. It's something that we can understand the reason for. So the Rishonim struggle over here. The Gemara says two reasons why it's not chukasakim. It's not chukasakim because it's logical and it's reasonable. We understand why people do it. Would we have decided to do a practice on our own? I think no. But now that we have it, we understand why people do it. But the Gemara in another place says, no, it's because it says it in the Torah. So which is it? Is it because it says it in the Torah or is it because we understand why they do it? So the Ran and the Marik over here, Yudbez and Yudgimel both say that uh, whenever we understand, they accept the Gemara, the primary Gemara, the Gemara of Eidah We understand the reasoning, the logic behind a certain custom, then it's not Chukasakum. Why did the Gemara bring a Pasuk also? To teach us that it's something that's logical and reasonable to do. But the Ran and the Marik's opinion is that if something is logical or reasonable, we understand why they do it, then there's no Isar of Chukasakum. So the Marik over here in Oisid Gimel tells us that there's really two Isurim of Chukasakum. One is if they do something, we don't know why they do it, we can't understand the logical the reason, that's a problem of Chukasakum. Or he says if there's an Indian of Pritzus involved. If we understand why they do it, just it's Pritzus, that would also be Chukasakum. So that's the opinion, that is also the opinion of the Ramah over here. The Ramah. <coughs> And writes that there's no Easter of Chukas Akum. If there's an Indian of priests involved, if they wear red red clothing, used to be assumed to be uh, something of a priests. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky has a psak in the Chuvas Divrei Chachamim. This person went around collecting psakim. Now it's common, but in those days it was a chiddush. Went around collecting psakim from Gedolim. So one of the things that he got was from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky who said that this doesn't apply anymore nowadays. Wearing red is in the color of pizzas. 
But in those days it was a color of pizza, so that was an Easter of Chukas Hakam. We don't understand why they do it. That's a problem. Then that's a problem of Chukasakum because we're afraid we're afraid it has roots in Avedis Anything that serves a purpose, such as the example that the Ramah gives, of the Marik gives, is if a doctor wears a white coat. Why does a doctor wear a white coat in order, I, I so somehow a chashivas to the doctor? I don't know why doctors are the only profession that gets to have begadim of chashivas. A lawyer doesn't have any begadim of chashivas. In England they do, not here. And hedge fund guys don't get a begadim of chashivas. I don't know why uh, doctors get but they do. Why? So, a policeman and a fireman is not the same thing. A fireman wears a, uh, a certain uniform because that's a fire retardant uh, garment. Or, or a policeman because he's trying to... We could intuit on our own that a policeman should probably wear a uniform to make a presence. But a doctor, why he wears a jacket? Is out of cover. Yes, we understand it. Would we have decided to do it on our own? Why doctors more than any other profession? I don't know. I don't know. Why should, uh, why should everybody in profession get a bag out of cover? So, I don't know if we would intuit to do it on our own, but we understand why they do it. Says the Ramah, it's not a problem of Chukas Akum. Tysus, though, and Oisid Zion, Tysus disagrees. Ramah adding a reason to the Torah? Huh? Ramah is adding the Yeshbeh Shem Etzimitz Chavim. If it has no reason, then we're afraid maybe it has other desire purposes. But that's the Torah says Chusaini without that. Yeah. Tysus has one... Uh, a different shita, though, and that's the opinion of the Gemara. Taisa shita is, it has to say it in the Torah. That's why the Gemara had two reasons. Number one, it has to say it in the Torah. <coughs> it has to come from our Torah. Just because we understand why they do it, it's not good enough. It has to say it in the Torah. And it can't be a custom of Avdei Avadah Zara. Even if it says it in the Torah, but if it's a custom of Avdei Avadah Zara, we can't accept it. But uh, the reason why the Gemara says in Masech the Sanhedrin, uh, uh, Sanhedrin that we're allowed to burn garments of the king is because it says it in the Chumash, uh, not in the Chumash, but it says it in Sefer Yechezkel. It's our custom. And it can't be something that the Avdi Avodah Zarah adopted later. That's the Gemara of Zarah. But the fact that we understand why they do it, the fact that it's logical, that it's reasonable, is not enough to be Mati or the Isra of Chukasakum. So if the Gemara start putting on Tefillin, according to this, we should probably stop putting Tefillin? Because they yeah, we'll worry. We'll cross that bridge. We'll this, uh, right. that's 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 How about all the Jews you put on tour? But, uh, but uh, so the Gra is against. It's a good point. There is. I mean, I don't have time to get to it, but there is. There is a, such a kind of Even though the Avos did it, we can't do it anymore because the guns took it over. Yeah, or organs in a shul during the week. Perhaps such an issue. In the base I make this were instruments. I said, I can't have an organ during the week because they started doing. It. That's something else. Oh. So, but in order to allow Chukazakum, according to the Gerud, has to be something not, uh, that uh, says it in the Torah. The fact that we understand the logic and the reason behind it is not enough. That's why, even though we understand the logic and the reason behind burning garments, it had to be that it said it in the Torah. So, according to the Gerud, a doctor can't wear a white coat, even though we know why he does it. It doesn't. It's not our custom. We don't know. We wouldn't intuit it to do it on our own. It doesn't say anywhere in the Tanakh that I'm aware of that doctors should wear a white coat. That is a potential problem of Chukazakum. Well, you have other examples of this. For example, uh, well, graduation. People wear caps and gowns. Why? We understand why they do it. It's somehow a baggage covered. But according to, so according to the Ramah, we understand why they do it. It's logical and it's reasonable. But still, perhaps a problem, according to the Gra, 
would be a problem of chukas akum. Or let's say um, to take off your cap for uh, the national anthem. Why do they do it? Or it used to be in the olden times, people used to take off their hat when they walked into... It was a, a sign of covet to take off your hat. You walked into the house, you took off your hat. You're meeting with another mcheshev, you took off your hat. That was the convention. So it's a matter of convention. We understand why they do it, but at the same time, would we have intuited to do it on our own, that that's a sign of covet? No, I wouldn't have thought taking off your hat is a sign of covet. So to take off your hat at the time of national anthem, let's say, according to the Ramah, is not a problem of chukasakam. We know why they're doing it. The Grah... Perhaps it could be a potential issue. Why can't you show covet to the existing government? You can. But the question is, why is that the convention that shows covet? Well, it, is. it happens to be. So that's a chayk. We wouldn't have interpreted to do it on our own. It's logical and reasonable, yes. Doing it is showing covet to the government. I agree, but you're blending in also with the customs of the Umos Ha'ilam. You can't separate it. Okay. You give cover to the government, you have to do with that. Why do, you t- why do you interpret taking off your hat as a sign of giving cover? Maybe it would be lifting up your foot. They do, and therefore... Oh, they do. That's exactly the point. Oh. to do so, to give cover, you have no choice but to follow their... So there, that's what the Ramah says, that we understand why they do it. It's not Chukasakam. The girl would disagree. So that's the question that comes really with regards to uh, Thanksgiving. Ramosha has three chuvas with regards to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So then, a handshake, any, any mismanners, anything like that, using three forks at the table. All that stuff, you wouldn't intuit it necessarily. How would you eat? You'd have, you need a fish fork? fork? We don't have three forks. Most people have fish fork and a meat fork. Okay, but if you come to a, And if we could choose to get away with one fork, there probably won't be one fork. <laughs> but what about a handshake? So a handshake is... Uh, no... You don't have a tradition... That would be something that I would say... I don't think that was... Yeah, that was always... Hand, hand gestures and welcoming people were probably something that was always... But the handshake itself, they had hand gestures, right? The Gemara tells us about hand gestures, it doesn't tell us about handshakes. Now they're doing the Today's... But again, that's something... They're doing that for Germs. <laughs> that's, for, that's what it's about. Saying, his point is Elbow bumps, all these things are for germs. No one wants to say. Again, so I don't think that that's something we learned from them. I think that that's something that's, that was. Uh, and people interpret into it on their own. So, what, what's the story with regards to Thanksgiving? First of all, celebrating the day and then having turkey. So, Ramosh has three chuvas about it, all within the span of three months in 1981. So in the first Shuvah he writes, Lasa Simcha Vesudo will cover Thanksgiving, Yesh Vade Lesa Medina. Why? We know why they do it. It was a sign of Thanksgiving. It's not an e practice of Avodah Zarah. It's not part of any religion. It was a sign of Thanksgiving. Suda Saido. Suda okay. So it was a sign of Thanksgiving. We know why they do it. Um, but at the same time, we have decided on our own to take off a random Thursday and uh, eat turkey. No, we probably wouldn't have decided that on our own, but we have to be understand why they do it. So the Ramah, so it should be, if you know party lines, it should be a mutter according to the Ramah and also according to the Gra. Ramah writes, though, so in the first Shuvah, I'm sorry, he's Machmer, that you should, to do a Simcha Vesudo, cover Thanksgiving, you know, he does not into it. Because, but, he says, you can't ask on people eating turkey, you can't ask on people getting together a day off from work, that we can intuit to do it on, on our own. You want to have turkey, it's on sale, because they're giving away turkeys now. Or, uh, if people are all off from work, they want, families want to get together. That's something people could uh, intuit to do on their own. They have a day off from work. So, uh, Ramayusha says, that, that you can't answer, that should be okay. But to have a simcha, will cover the suda, will cover Thanksgiving, no. Then in the next chuva, one second, in the next chuva he writes, that it's allowed, you can do it. It's not avoid the zara. And we, we know why they do it. So, 
And so Rabbi says you can do it as long as you don't make it a chiyuv every year. He says, you want to make it an obligation every year? He says, you're creating a new Yom Tif. That was why Rav Hutner was opposed to Thanksgiving. You're creating a new Yom Tif in the Jewish calendar. So Rav says, if you do it though, well, haphazardly, we decide to have this year, we're going to celebrate to have a Sudas Thanksgiving. So Rav says, that, that's okay. So in the third Shuvah, he was asked, well, what's going on? The first Shuvah, and which is one month apart. First Shuvah, he says, no, you want to get together, have turkey, we can't answer that. That you could arrive at on your own. But to make a Sudo shame Thanksgiving, no. Then the second Shuvah, he says, you want to make a Sudo shame Thanksgiving, that's okay, but not a of every year. So in the next Shuvah, he was asked, what's, what's, what's going on over here? So Ramesha says, he explains <coughs> the following. Ramesha says, he's not sure what the Pshat is in the Ramah. The Ramah says, if we understand why they do it, then it's allowed. So Ramesha wasn't sure. It's not that he was going back between the Groh and the Ramah. The Groh and the Ramah, if we understand why they do it, is it allowed or not? Ramesha wasn't sure if we understand why they do it, it's logical and it's reasonable, is enough? Or does it have to serve a purpose? A doctor wears a white coat. That serves a purpose of covet. Not only do we understand why he does it, but it serves a purpose. A graduation gown serves a purpose. But we don't, Thanksgiving, we're not sure. We understand why they do it, but it doesn't serve a purpose. So the Ramah is not clear. Is it that we have to have, we understand why they do it? Or does it have to be something, it serves a purpose. So he's not sure, Thanksgiving, is the Pshat of the Ramah something that it's not chukasakum, if you understand why they do it, it's logical, it's reasonable, or does it actually have to serve a purpose? So Thanksgiving, that's why he vacillates. He wasn't sure. Is it, we understand why they do it, but it doesn't serve a purpose. So that's why, in the end, Ramesh says, He thinks that a person should be machmer like the Tshuva Kaidemes, that you shouldn't do a pseudo shame Thanksgiving. You want to have turkey? People, it's on sale or whatever, or you like turkey, cranberry sauce, okay, you like it, and uh, you want to get together with family, so then uh, that's all, okay, if a day off, we can do it. To do that on our own, it's not a chayk. But to do it with shame Thanksgiving, uh, pseudo shame Thanksgiving, that Ramosha thinks a person shouldn't do. I've also heard a similar psaac from David Cohen, that a person, uh, or from work, family wants to get together, you want to have a pseudo, decide you want to have turkey, all of that is allowed. Uh, we can't ask people, he says, I'm not sure, but uh, he thinks it's definitely allowed. But to do a pseudo shame Thanksgiving, uh, perhaps is a shy love kukasakam. I'll just add one final point. And that is, I don't think that there is anything more in America. What does the shame Thanksgiving mean? In America, you get to, people get together, they eat, they uh, watch a football one. That is Lishma. There is nothing more Lishma in America than that. It's uh, getting together, eating something on sale, and, uh, family, and uh, watching the football. Well, what else is there? Uh, other, so I don't know. I, I think to get, I have someone told me that their Thanksgiving uh, suit over there. They go around, what are you thankful for? And that I don't think is. That's already too much. That's a shame Thanksgiving. But. Obviously, so obviously that would be the say. Yeah, obviously that would be a problem. I would, I wouldn't recommend any of this. Yeah. So we shouldn't go to shul on Thursday. <laughs> we don't ask the same question about July Fourth or Veterans Day. You know, should we have a July Fourth picnic? We don't ask that question. We can't ask again. All, all July Fourth is is a barbecue and sales. What else is there? Well, it's a commemoration of what it. That's it. No, no. But that's not a... It's a different thing. That's not a convention. That's... You're giving your... Uh, I'm saying, what do you do on Thanksgiving that would be uh, on uh, July 4th? You People like fireworks. You can't ask us. Okay. You have a barbecue. What else do you do? Maybe fireworks. Yes, sir.
Fireworks should be us. You can ask for fireworks. I can't interpret to do it to do with fireworks. People do fireworks the whole summer. This is fireworks. Yeah, it's efforts for sure for the commemoration. But again, it's something people are doing it the whole summer. So you're gonna ask it on this day. Benny, you're very machmer over here. I'm a big make over here. Yeah, sir. Commerce. That obviously and would be a problem. That's not a problem of Kukas Akum, then. Then it's a problem of well, serving another religion. 